It was my birthday yesterday. Yes, I know. Happy so, birthday. Thank I sent you. you. that text. I, I saw. Thank we- you. <laughs> and uh, you're 32 now? I am 32 years uh, old. How does it feel to be divisible by uh, eight? Um, you know, it feels really good. It's uh, better than being divisible by seven, but, you know, not quite as, you know, a prime number. So I got to tell you, I really hate the number 31. Nothing oh, against you for having been 31. I was 31 one time yeah. too. It's just too prime it's a for thing. you. Or what? I just you're gonna you're gonna get a window <laughs> into my into my weird psyche now. I uh, was a catcher, I, you know, when I played baseball, and back when I was a catcher in high school, one of the most popular and um, well known catchers was a guy named Mike Piazza. Oh yeah, and I, I hated Mike Piazza. Dodgers, oh. right? Yeah, but and the Mets. And the Mets. Mets, Mets, for, Mets. Dodgers first. Came up with the Dodgers one rookie of the year. I don't have a good reason for hating him. Like, he didn't do anything to me. <laughs> like, I just didn't like how he looked. I, we thought he was kind of full of himself. And he was, I mean, he was amazing. He was a great player, but he's just kind of got on my nerves. And he was number 31. And it, and nobody, I, and there were no other players ever that I've really liked that had 31. There's no, but none of my favorite players ever were number 31. It's a weird number. Is and it just got stuck in my brain. The thirty-one is something I dislike. Hmm. So like it, that comes up a lot. If like it's channel thirty-one, like I don't want to turn there. Like it's this weird deep thing. Is that weird? What What's is- going on psychologically with me, Katie? That I, I think there's a subconscious fear of the number thirty-one. Yeah, it couldn't have really come from him, could it? We have all kinds of like uh, a subconscious. Um, you know, things inside of us that come from even childhood. Like you could have, like, uh, for example, Aaron could have a huge fear of, uh, spiders just because it was ingrained in him for so long. I am afraid <laughs> of clowns. Just saying so you know. a lot of people because, are. Why is that? He's the one I was a kid. Is okay, that let's, a related let's, thing? Let's look at the term, what fear actually is. Fear is not just saying I don't like clowns because I don't like clowns either. Yeah. But to have a phobia of clowns, right? I wouldn't say I have a phobia of the number 31 unless I do. I mean, A phobia would mean that you actually literally cannot be around the number. Uh, you can't see the I number. Just, you can't do anything with the number. I have a distaste for it. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. Because I, of my pants. Yeah. That's, <laughs> seems like that's what it is. How do you feel about 13? It doesn't bother me. That's people are real, people are real <gasps> superstitious about thirteen, right? Triskaidekaphobia, and they and they uh, don't even have. But sometimes, you know, I will notice. I'm not uh, dyslexic, but I will notice combinations of numbers and stuff like that. Usually pops up to me, but for some reason, thirteen's never bothered me. Do you think sometimes maybe when you you're trying to write thirty one, you write thirteen because you really don't like thirty one? That never happens. Uh-huh. That no. Like if 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 it's like. If I if I'm at a restaurant and I got to pay the bill and like I add the tip and it comes to 31 or something, I have the thoughts like I don't like 31, but it, I write it like it's just That's kind of though an interference. Like, yeah, no, it's really something thoughts, in yeah. my mind that's really there. It's just bizarre. Hmm. I have a lot of associations with numbers that are like either numbers, good or bad. No words. Words sometimes, yeah. There's some words that I, I guess that I don't like, but usually it's numbers. And, um, you know, and most of the time it's like stuff that I have a good association with, you know, like one of my, some of my, and it, and it often has to do with sports. Hmm. Might have to do with but, sports. You're right. But also there, maybe I've got like a real, like mild form of synesthesia or something where like, cause colors and numbers connect, mm-hmm. you know, for me, 
a little bit or like I'll get a sense from a number that I like this number. You know what I mean? Do you see the number as a certain color? No. No. So it's not like legit synesthesia, okay. but there there's definitely good associations. But I I guess I do I don't see it as a color, but there are associations between numbers and colors for me. Well, then that Generally. would determine like moods as well because yeah. um because there's a lot behind colors and moods. Like yeah. yellow being happy. Yeah. You know, green. Yellow's happy. Red being sure. angry. Mm-hmm. Red is angry. Or like University of like Iowa. Is that why I'm an angry person? Because <laughs> I like the color well, red. Well, actually, do you or know. Maybe I like the color red because I'm an angry person. <laughs> well, there, you know, everyone has some type of color like that they will not wear in their closet. Like, I don't have anything that's red orange. That's true. That's not oh, true. With that. What yeah. I found is she has Chicago, Chicago Bulls t-shirts, and those are They're not red-orange. Red, They're red. Oh, a very specific shade you're talking yeah. about. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I don't. I wouldn't say that I like blue, but I find if I just stand back and look in my closet, it's mostly blue stuff. I think that's partially men. Is it, oh, okay. Yeah, because it's, it's mostly- not white. <laughs> <laughs> like... Literally, it used to be, you know, guys wore white shirts or a variation blue. of white, and then or blue. blue became a blue more Blue is like common. the standard, right, yeah. the but it's... safe standard, mm-hmm. and then green that's stuff, true. too, I guess, but that's yeah. just weird. Blue is a very standard. Who does work into this kind of stuff? Color in, psychology? In, yeah. Oh, I actually taught um, a class on it. Well, not the entire semester, but one session of the class on color psychology. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who is like- Is there a in... name for that field, or is it just straight up called color psychology? Um, I don't know if there's a name for the field. We call it color psychology, but it's really interesting. Like, for example, do you know what the bet? Like, there are certain two two different types of plates that we should eat off of, and we eat off of the wrong ones. By Small the way. plates, so that we don't okay, eat as sure. much. <laughs> but no, there's a color. So I'm saying about color. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. This is interesting. What? Okay. So think about it. Which color do you would would you eat more off of, and which color would you eat less off of? Hmm. Wow. I, mean, I don't even sense. know if I could get deep, this deep to like understand my. No, you can think my, about it. My food psychology, because food psychology There's is a lot really of food. Cr- that gets really. In, well, look at all the fast food restaurants. A lot of them are like the color of red. Red, red is like yeah. encourages eating. Um. Well, it's also like part of like the advertising. Yeah. Um. Also, if you look at like, uh, you know, with pharmacy pills are only a certain color because to make it more, look more palatable. Or effective. I, I heard a, a report. It was somebody reporting a, on a study about placebo effect. Right. Which the color of the pill has a huge impact. And also if they put something in it to make it taste, taste like it's like a tingling. Right. Then if you get they, this idea that there's an working. active ingredient, even if it's just yeah. a placebo. I read the study of the tingling. Did I didn't you? see the color. I saw something about a color. Yeah. Um, but I know there's a – they yeah. color pill certain colors because of it. Wow. Where does um, this come from? I mean – I mean, color, I mean, think about it like everything, though, like smells have a big effect. Think yeah. about it this right here. We're yeah. smelling orange, which is uh, invokes positive smells. That doesn't bother or, I mean, me. I happy. Energized. See, well, my, wife, happy. Cheerful. my wife and my mother-in-law will use an infuser, and they use, like, the scents they use just really get get at me. Like, I, I almost, like, can't be around it. Like, it, like, hmm. chokes me almost. 
Well, you could be but, more you know, I've got that. To it, but there's, <laughs> this is like the Camden Problem Show today. But, but it's like, I also can't smell, right? Like, Do I'm an anosmia. My... <laughs> <laughs> is that code for, I hate this smell? <laughs> no. I'm telling, hey, look, I'm bold enough to tell you if this is bothering me, but it's not. I, I, I'm interested that this seems pleasant because, like, the sandalwood or the, um, the they, maybe they're using harsher ones. They almost, like, mm. burn my throat. Depends on what they're using. Like lavender is one yeah. used for sleep. That's one I don't like. Really? That's used yeah. for sleep. I know a lot of people like that. Also, if you mix it with peppermint, it's good for headaches. Oh, the peppermint one threw me for a loop. That was like the peppermint is used to wake burn up. Burn my face, my well, nose off. If they put too, maybe they're put too much in it. Maybe. But I've got this thing. Like I can't. My sense of smell is terrible. I went to a ear, nose, throat guy years ago because I'd never been able to smell. No. So. He tested me, and if I have a sense of smell, it's just extremely weak. So, I, I mean, if there was like a version of legally smellless, I would be that, you know. But there are some things Centered. that I smell like extremely well, well before anybody else. Like they're off the charts strong to me. So that tells me I have some sort of receptor issue with my nose. Like my my nose picks up certain molecule shapes and doesn't pick up others, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I anyway, don't, but. What, well, you what, can imagine yeah. like if there's like a dysfunction really well. with a nose. Or, uh, well, um, I don't. Some things I can smell really well are things that to normal people would be like uh, like vaporous or things that you you know would also be able to kind of taste almost or in the back. Things like lacquer thinner, um, uh, stuff like that. But gasoline, I don't smell. Uh, so I don't. But there, it's hard to describe. But there are some things. Uh, and it might come to me later, but uh, certain substances that, that are really pungent to me, or, or they might not be like strong smelling in terms of being bad. They might be good. I mean, I could, I pick up on it. And some of those oils that get used as in, uh, for infuse in the infuser really bother me. And I wonder if it's related to that somehow. But this one doesn't at all. So that that's like weird to me, interesting to me. And maybe it is a... a in terms of the amount or could the style be the or something like that. Yeah. Or will. But I mean, there is a lot of research behind this. The, you know, certain smells do invoke certain things just like colors. Yeah. So what plates do you eat off of at home? <laughs> um, well, growing up, we had like a red plate. It was like the special plate. That's what we have over there. Aaron got it yesterday for his birthday. Yeah. The we would always thing. eat the red plate off the red plate. If yeah. it was your birthday. Or yeah. if you did something happen. Right. Exactly. Day. Yeah, we did too. I don't know. Uh, we have kind of greenish everyday plates. They're kind of cream colored with some green trim on them. Like, not emerald green, but like, you know, woodsy kind of green. That's good. Um, the kids are always very particular about their plates. They use kind of like a kid Tupperware plate yeah. instead of the dividers. dividers. Thing, but they're very picky about, Divide. I want that plate. And it's not always the same plate, but usually That's common, they have their favorite and it has to be that. That's common. Yeah. Among almost Among all children. children. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What plates do we eat off of? The white ones. <laughs> we do eat off of white, which is ones that actually make you eat more. White? You yeah. eat more off of white? Because you see all the colors. Yeah. Because you see the colors of the, of the food, food. And it, looks, and yeah. it, ma- and it mm-hmm. makes it more appetizing mm-hmm. or something? Black yeah. is what you eat less of. Really? Yeah. So if you have black plates, you eat less. So mm-hmm. ideally, you would have small, bl- smaller black plates. 
you'd have a round meal on it, but it wouldn't invite you to eat a lot. Wow. You can even have a big plate with like a smaller amount, but on a black plate, yeah. So how do you dig up research on this stuff? Do you have like a common database, like a LexisNexis or some sort of like JSTOR or something? Like if you want to go find out, if you got some ideas or thoughts about, do you go to journals? Do you do searches on keywords or how do you learn about these kinds of things if you've got I, a hunch about something? I look in the books that I have, which are a ton. <laughs> That's probably where I go to first. Yeah. Um, I also might, um, I mean, if I want a peer-reviewed article, which the, you know, like the regular Joe really wouldn't want to read a peer-reviewed article. Sure. Um, but if I want a peer-reviewed article for like research purposes, I go to, like you said, AlexisNexis, but I go to like PsychInfo or Academic Search Premier or Eric. Eric's probably the most popular Who's Eric? database. Eric's the database. <laughs> What's it stand no. for? I never used Eric. I don't, I don't know. know. It's huge. It's huge. It's probably the number yeah. one in my field in education. We use like an EBSCO psychology. host or something. Yeah, EBSCO. Yeah. EBSCO is like that. Okay. EBSCO is a host for all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that EBSCO host is like a... It's a compa- it's like the, compilation of it, data. It accesses all those different yeah. databases. Yeah. Yeah. The ones we use are so specialized with the religion stuff, you know. Atlas, Atla, you know, that's one that we use. That's like the American theological something yeah everyone know, has their own thing. yeah i mean there's thousands of databases but i usually <laughs> i usually <laughs> use wikipedia yeah because oh, i great. find that those facts are it's a great true. for shortcuts <laughs> i was just reading about emotion uh theories of emotions that which led me into all this like this wheel of emotions by mm-hmm. that for this guy i forget the guy's last name he's apparently really famous in psychology i, I could find it and it's the a funny foreign name. No, it was like with a PK or something. It was a weird, weird name. But it had – it was a wheel of like eight different emotions, I think. But then there were degrees of them. And then he had dyads and triads. So he was trying to formulate a wheel of basic emotions and then all other emotions were combinations of those two. You know? I'll look it up. I don't usually go to Wikipedia. I go to my usual psych or education websites that I know about that are substantive information that are usually research-based, not... Right, but Wikipedia isn't, like, the place for research, but it, like, points you in a direction, right? Sometimes? I don't... Maybe it depends on the field. (laughs) I mean, it provides, like, if I wanted to look up a date of something, maybe, like, of a person, or, like, look up, oh... Yeah. um, Like, we looked up, like, a serial color the other night. Sure. Okay. I, I could read it. <laughs> well, you wanted to find some basic yes. info on them? So yeah. So a couple of sentences, sure. Yeah. But if I wanted to do that about um, like a psychology concept, like I wouldn't. Researcher for... Well, sure. Like, no, for, but like... like but if you're interested in the basic ideas of uh, yeah. like a philosopher or something, I for sure would go to Wikipedia and see, oh, here's his basic ideas. And then I want to read more. I'd read a critical I guess it depends if it was the philosopher I knew. If it was a philosopher, for example, in your field, I would I might go to Wikipedia. Pluchik or Pluchik. No. Have you seen that thing? I've seen the thing. I haven't heard of the name. Yeah. Anyway. All the different combinations of emotions. Anyway. Um, but so, I would usually go to a website I know of if it was in my field. Sure. Sure. My favorite journal is Scientific American Mind. Oh, I've seen that. That's a great journal. It is. A great is they journal. consider that a journal, or is it like a magazine, like a peer-reviewed well, it's a magazine? Magazine, but um, it's peer-reviewed. It's research-based. Yeah. It's so easy to sure. read. I have them somewhere. 